You are so good, you may be seated. Hallelujah. God is so good. And I want you to know today that you are blessed, you are favored, you are healed, and you are whole if you just reach out and receive that from Him today. The Scripture already tells us that we are those things. We just got to reach out and, and touch Him and, 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 and connect with Him, right? Amen. Praise God. What a wonderful man. I cannot wait. I cannot wait till Friday night at 7 o'clock. When we get in here and get this place even more full and, and we begin just to push into the presence of God and it's going to be an amazing time. You better come early to get you a seat. Man. Amen. Today I'm talking about being in a person of impact. A person of impact. Um, uh, there was a little boy that was, was kind of very mischief and he went to a city and there was, there was some, there was some uh, signs and one pointed to one city and one pointed to another city. He was right there in his city. It pointed to two different cities. And he says, I wonder how many people I can mess up by changing these signs. I wonder how many people I can lead to the wrong direction, in the wrong direction by changing these signs. Well, I want you to know that each one of you in this room today are a human billboard for Jesus. And you walk every day and you are leading people um, to Christ or from Christ. What, how, how are, you, are you helping people get closer to the cross? Are you helping people by, by making an impact in their lives and showing them and loving them and caring for them? Or are we doing things in our lives that God is like, that doesn't represent me? And we've got to be careful of that because if not, then we get to the place where we are leading people in the wrong direction. Amen? Amen. Jude chapter 1, verses 20 and 25. I want to take one little section out of this. It says, But ye beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Amen. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. So, so that means we got to work on that. we got to keep ourselves in the love of God. But sometimes we want to slip out of that and get in our flesh, right? Um, but looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And here it is. And some have compassion making a difference or making an impact. We are kingdom impact, right? That's what we should do, be making an impact in people's lives. And, and others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire. That's, that's our goal. People are on their way to hellfire. And when we reach out to them and we witness to people and we care about people, we love on people and, and we serve people, we are pulling them out of hellfire and putting them onto a track for eternal life. It says pulling them out of the fire um, and uh, hating even the garment by, spotted by the flesh. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory, exceeding joy to the wise, only wise God our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. That is just a beautiful little script right there. I love that. You know, and, and, and one word of encouragement that you give to somebody can change their whole transaction on life can change their whole their whole direction on their week i had somebody the other day i woke up and i thought i was having a pretty decent day um but i got a phone call from one of my friends my pastor friends and said uh hey i just want to tell you i love you i said well thank you man i love you too bro he said that's it i'm done unless you got anything to say i'm gonna hang up i was like what he said i just called you to tell you i loved you and that you mean a lot to me and i appreciate you I was like, dude, that, man, it just made me feel so awesome. Several of y'all in here have, have called during the week. You know, it's my job to encourage y'all. You know, and I've got several of y'all in here that call me periodically just to encourage me, just to call and say, Pastor Doug, I want you to know I'm praying for you. 
You know, they, you know I'm always, I'm always time trying to pray for y'all, and I've tried to really, especially in the, in, during this pandemic, ever since the pandemic, even more so now, I'm, I have been really amping up my prayers for you. I try to do it, you know, even more fervently, not just, you know, I want to pray for, I try to always pray for you, but I've really been trying to dig in and really pray for you in a special way, you know, because in, in life, you pretty much have two types of people. You have undertakers and you have life givers. You have those undertakers in life that, that, that are, those are friends or acquaintances of yours, or maybe not friends, but they, they, you ever met someone? They come and they try to they kill your spirit. They take your joy. They throw dirt on you. They suck the life out of you. You have those people in your life that every time you're around them, man, they just drain you, right? And they're just undertakers. They just pull you down. And you, I've been in great moods before and been around certain people. And I'm just, after I leave, I was like, dear God, I just need to go pray and fast for six weeks. You know, that, just, that was exhausting right you know um and then you have the life givers those people inspire life inspire joy inspire hope you know they they inspire uh the the fight in you they they build you up and when you leave them you're like man i feel better i can go out and take this world right i love that i love to do that for people it makes my day when i can do that if, if i'm ever i told y'all last week if i'm ever discouraged what i'm gonna start doing is try to encourage people Anytime I'm discouraged, that's what I do. I, I try to encourage people. I'll call somebody and lift them up because that encourages me. You know, some of the times that I'm the most encouraged is when I'm having counseling sessions. You know, I'm in there trying to encourage somebody, and somehow in that counseling session, in their depression, in their defeat, they end up encouraging me. But, but the, the, in life, it's the same way. When you, whether you realize it or not, you're full of something, Right? Um, and, and, and you're either you're full of something in you and whatever you're full of is going to come out of you If you're full of this world the world's going to come out of you And it's going to come out of you and spill over into other people If you're full of, of God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus it's going to come out of you and, You know out of the heart you know the mouth speaketh, right You know and 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 the only other option you're you're, you're an undertaker You're you're an overtaker or a life giver uh, you know um, the only other thing you possibly can be, if you're like, I'm neither one of those, well, then you're a follower. And if you're a follower, that's really dangerous because you've got to be careful on who you follow. There's some people that are just, they're not, they're not, they're not going to do that. But you, so you're either going to follow, if you're a follower, you're going to follow someone to heaven or you're going to follow someone to hell. And if you're a leader, you're going to lead someone to heaven or you're going to lead someone to hell. And we've got to be careful that, that, and understand that we are billboards. And when we proclaim the name of Christ and when we say, I am a Christ I am nothing, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Christ, I am nothing. When we say, I'm a Christian, we're taking on Christ's name. And we need to respect that. I see so many Christians on social media. I'm like, you just need to quit saying you're a Christian. Just take Christian off of your, your bio up there because you're, not, you're an embarrassment to God. By the way they act, the way they talk, the way they, the, the venom and the vile that they speak, you know, and, and, and the judgmentalism, it just drives me crazy. You know, um, I want, but I want my days to count. I don't want to count my days. Whenever I was in the military, for 365 days I had a calendar, and every day I X off a day down to my short time where I got out of the military. I was, I was not making a difference in that year <laughs> because all I wanted to do was get out. So, I just, so, so we don't need to do that with Christ and, and start trying to count our days till he comes back so we can go to heaven. We need to make our days count. Who can I take with me? Who can I impact today? Who can I make a difference in their life today? And me looking for that and me thinking about that kind of thing. Because we got to do, we can, we got to bring joy to other people. Jesus said that you'll do even greater things than I. I'm thinking, well, I don't, well, I can't walk on water. I wish I did. I tried it. I tried to run real fast across a pool and 
sank to the bottom of the eight foot part. You know, and I even I, I even prayed, God help me walk on water when I was when I was a teenager. I used to try it. God, I want to be like Peter, Lord. I want to be your son. Help me walk on water. And I just sink to the bottom. But but so what? So how can we do greater things? Listen, with all the techni- technical situation, with social media and technology and all this stuff, you know, and w- with with cars and, and transportation, we have the ability to reach so many more people than Jesus reached. We have the ability to, to do that, and we have the ability to come together and, 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 and travel and get on social media, and, you know, and he talked to people, and then after we talked to, he, we, you know, we, he might have talked to tens of thousands of people maybe at, at one time, maybe 5,000, whatever, but whenever, after he did that, he couldn't talk to everybody afterwards. We can talk to 10,000 people on a platform, and we can engage on live and talk to every one of them if we want to. We have the ability to impact people's lives more now than ever before because of technology. And things like that. And we can do greater things than Christ because we have the ability through Him now and the Holy Spirit for Him to be in us. He's given us the, 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 the you know, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith, and, you know, and self-control. He's given us all those things that we can use to make an impact in other people's lives and in our lives as well. Um, I want to make my days count. I don't want to count my days. That's why we're doing Operation Hands and Feet. You know, because of the fact that, you know what, you know, we, we, we often, we, matter of fact, in October, hopefully, we're going to start back doing boots on the ground with Pastor Jameson's church, and we go to the inner city and different different communities, and we, we feed them, we love on them, we care for them, we do that, and, that's, uh, and I love that, we're going to continue to do that. I asked him the other day, I said, man, I'm ready to get back, man, I love my people, you know, and I, I especially love, you know, I, Creekwood, I don't know, every, out of all the places we went, Creekwood is just my favorite place, I just love the people out there, Miss Glendora. She's the president of that community, man, and she calls me sometimes and, and asks for help for this or that and the other, or she encourages me or you know, just says, hey, just pray for us. We're going through a hard time or whatever, and I love her, and I love that. But Operation Hands and Feet, we're going to have it here at our church. It's going to be a drive-through, and we're just going to give away clothes and shoes and stuff. We're, all, we're taking all donations. It's free to the community, whatever they want. You know, they take, we're not going to question nobody. I don't care what kind of car they drive, what kind of clothes they have on, or what kind of wallet they flash. If someone asks for something, we're going to give to them because we're giving out of our heart for God. They're going to deal with God for their, for their motives, okay? And we're not going to cause any kind, of, any kind of situation with that. But we're going to love people. And care. We're going to give away um, toiletries, and we're going to give away college supplies. We, Best Buy is sponsoring us, and we're going, we're going to, to, to be able to uh, give away to college kids that show an ID. We're going to give away little thumb drives for them and little, little, little uh, chargers and stuff like that. You know, isn't that amazing? Go shop Best Buy this week. Good, good bless them for doing that for us. But, you know, it's going to be amazing that that happens like that. That's why we're, that's why we're doing that. Um, and let's see here. What, where did my days account? I lost my place here. I get to talking, and I don't know where I'm at. But, but Operation Hands and Feet. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to give away that. We're going to give away college supplies. We're going to give away all kind of stuff, and we're going to bless people. We're going to give away probably 400 plates of food. You know, and all this is donated. We we got someone in Fayetteville that that is that has an organization down there that has donated all the food, and they're going to put it in a hot box, put it in plates for us, and we're going to they're going to bring it down here hot, and we're going to give people and love on people. Okay, 
it's going to be amazing. We're going to have so much stuff. I think they've already got the, the other one, the, the, um, my brother-in-law's church. I think they got 200 pairs of shoes already they got that they're going to bring down and try to and help with. they got all kind of stuff. So together we're going to do this, and we're going to go and minister to our community. Um, and that's why, because I want my days to count, that's why we're having a worship night, because I know there's people that come to church Sunday to Sunday, but they're just like, I need, I want more. I need more than that. And, th- and this Friday night is going to be an opportunity for people in our community to come and, 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 and experience the presence of God and just have an hour, hour, 15 minutes or so of just the presence of God, of just worshiping God, getting in His presence. Because you know what? In one second in the presence of God, He can do more than I can do preaching for 14 hours, right? Our kids crusade, you know, we, we want our days to count. So we're taking, just like, like Craig said, our kids are mo- one of the most important parts of our church. That's a part of our community and generation right now that is lacking. That kids have grown up without their spiritual guidance. Listen, guys, in most cases, most kids in this area, in, in, I mean, anywhere in the world, but this past year has missed about a year and a half of learning about Jesus. We got to make that up. We got to do what we can to pour into them love. I don't care. I don't care how that. I don't care if they're in the babies back there in the nursery. They could be sing, they're back there singing over the kids, loving on the kids, telling them about Jesus. You know, teaching them and guiding them. And we got to do that kind of stuff. And we're gonna make we make our kids here a priority to us. So we got to stop praying, praying for a move of God, and start being a part of a move of God. Matter of fact, let's just let's just move with God. Let's only let's only try to be part of nothing let's just move when god moves we move with him right like the israelites did we got to be a person of impact and you may be saying well pastor doug what does this require of me to be a person of impact well in matthew chapter 9 36 it says when jesus saw the crowds he had compassion on them he had concern he had compassion for them you know you and we can't have compassion if we're always judging people you know, we got to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know your story. I don't know where they came from, you know. And I grew up, I grew up, you know, in, in, in the thought processes. That's what you did. You saw somebody, you judged their sin, right? You know, but I, but I found out that that's not, we, we don't know what they've been through. We don't know their background. We don't know their story. Nobody is just mean on purpose. Anybody that you meet that is mean or, 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 or whatever, they've got some kind of root problem in their life that has caused them to be that way. And God can heal that. And if we can lead them to Christ and help them and build a relationship with them and, and allow God to dig down to that root and pull it up from the roots, then they can be healed and made whole. But when someone's mean, we don't want to witness to them. When someone is mean, we don't want to help them. When someone's mean, we don't have nothing to do with them. So who's reaching out to the mean people? <laughs> right? You know, sometimes we got to pick up ourselves and we still got to show the love of God to everyone. And we got to understand that compassion, when you truly have concern and compassion, that turns into personal involvement. When you have compassion on somebody or, or, or something or a group or whatever, it turns into you being involved in that. If you have compassion for, for our kids, then you probably were involved today and given to them. You know, and some people can't because of financial situations. And that's, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying if, you're, if, you, if, you, if you, you get involved in what you're compassionate about. And maybe since you can't give, you, maybe you got your name signed up out, outside to help. And say, hey, I can give that way. You know, how can I be a part? The worship night as well. Okay? Having concern. Um, we should be concerned about the needs of others. And we should have compassion for the needs of others. It should concern us that, that there's a poverty issue in America. 
It should concern us that, there, that there, there's a cancer crisis in America. It, can, it should concern us that there is injustice in America. It should, it should concern us that we have an opioid pandemic, not only just a, the, the, the coronavirus pandemic, but we have an opioid pandemic you know, in America, especially here in, in Wilmington. You know, we have an unemployment situation, should, and we should, have, we should have concern of that. You know, we should have um, concern for homelessness, and we should have concern, most of all, for people who are far from Christ and need to know Jesus. Those things should concern us. And, and, and whenever, I know you can't be concerned and help in all those areas, but when you find something, and you find an area in church that you're concerned about, then, then you can be a part of that. And you can, you can do what you can for, for Christ to use you in those areas. But we can't get so calloused in life that the misfortune of others don't move us no more. We can't get to the place where, where, where we seem like everybody's got their handouts begging for something. You just get callous and nobody moves you anymore to help. We can't say, well, we're just going to do another outreach. You know, oh, God, how many times are we going to outreach to different people? You know, we can't get that attitude. We've got to get to the place where we're saying, you know what, I'm excited. We get to give again because you never know that this time when you give, it might stick. This time you might be, be the one who reaches out to someone who pulls them out of those fire, fiery um, flames of hell. And, we, you know, it should take a, the inner dialogue. We should always be concerned and to the place where we can say, what can I do about that? How can I help with that? What difference can I make? Okay? But we can't let it stop at just concern. We have to get involved. We have to have compassion. If you're not physically able to help everyone, as we can't, we can at least help someone. You have to pick and choose sometimes what you've got to do. But we are designed to make an impact in other people's lives. And one thing that we need is, like you said, we, we need, we always, especially after the pandemic, you know, all churches, all my friends are telling me that after the pandemic, nobody's come back to volunteer to do things. We need volunteers. We need you to sign up. I need volunteers for people I ain't even asked about yet. I need someone to help me with the, with the website to put on put on the calendar every single month. All, all the things. If you good, you got savvy with with um, your, with uh, internet and and with websites. I need somebody to help with this. several. It's all kind of stuff. All you got to do is say, Pastor Doug, I don't know what I can do, but can I sit down with you and talk with you about all your needs so, of the church so so I can find out what I can do. You know, there's, there's a place for every one of you in here. And if you have a compassion for the lost, then this is the place to do that. Amen. Oh, I got one amen. At least somebody's going to volunteer to do something. <laughs> Making an impact also requires, will require of you prayer. James 5 and 16. The prayer of the person, this is in the message translation. I love how it says it. It says, the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. The King James says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Mark Batterson says, he's a, he's a book writer, he wrote the, the prayer circle. He says, bold prayers um, honor God, and God honors bold prayers. And so that's why we're doing some of this stuff. We're, we're, we're reaching out and saying, God, we want to give, we want to help. We, we, you know, because we're small, we don't want to not make an impact and do what we're called to do. So we've got to pray to be a person of impact. We've got to ask God to open doors for us. We've got to ask God for, 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 for the blessing to be able to do these things. And then we got also, it will, it will require you to be persistent. James chapter 1 and 22 says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, not merely listeners, okay? A doer, not just a listener, King James says, who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning. Sometimes we read the Bible and we hear it, but we don't internalize what does that mean. When you read the Bible and you hear me read a scripture, you just don't need to hear what I say. You need to say, God, what does that mean? What is the meaning of that scripture? What is the depth of that scripture? That's studying the Bible. 
And it says, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. And that's what happens when we don't, inter when we don't internalize it. You know, because we, what happens is if when we try to make an impact, we give up too quick. We, we make a little dent in something and say, okay, well, that didn't really work, so let's just back up and punt. You know, when I'm talking about making an impact, I'm talking about you got some hard, hard dirt, hard clay. And you may take your, your shovel and you just do it and you get a little chip up, right? But that's not a reason to stop digging. We got to keep digging, keep digging. And then the more people we have digging, eventually we're going to get that, that, that clay broken up and we'll be able to dig a hole and make a big, a big hole into something. And then once we got the hole dug, then we need to stand in the gap and be the gap bearers and say, we're going to stand in the gap for Christ. But I grew up believing, you know, in, in, in that, that fear was horrible, and it is. But I always believed, I grew up believing that if you had fear, then you didn't have faith. If you got fear in your life, you ain't got faith. That faith is the absence of fear, but that's not the truth. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, is what the Word of God says. God says, I did not give you the spirit of, of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. So, so faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is saying, I'm standing in the face of fear because you know what? God didn't give me this fear. He didn't say that you weren't going to have it. He just said, when you have it, it's not for me. So what you got to do is deal with it and dispel it and do away with it. You know, and, and, but we as Christians, we, we, we feel like when we have fear, I'm not serving God right. I shouldn't have this fear. Listen, every one of us is going to have it. It's, it's what you do when it comes to you. Are you going to trust God and deal with it and face it? You can, you can F-E-A-R, you can face everything and, and run, or you can face everything and rise, or fear everything and run, fear everything and rise. And that's what we got to do is fear everything and, and rise and, have, and know that we have the power to overcome it. You know, some of us are, are facing different challenges in our life, and sometimes it gets scary. You know, but faith is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to trust God in the face of the fear. The Word of God says 365 times, fear not. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. It doesn't say that, 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 that we wouldn't have it. And so we just got to trust God and do these things and say, God, we're going to step out. Yeah, but I've never done this before. Man, this is a big event. We're trying to reach a whole community. We're smaller. It doesn't matter. We're not going to have fear. We're going to say, God, you've called us to do this, and you're going to, you're going to help us with it, and it's going to be a successful event. Your life will be filled with joy and celebration many, most of the time, but then sometimes you're going to have fear and doubt come. And we got to know how to deal with that stuff when it comes. How do you do that? We serve Jesus, and we know that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and we can always trust Him. He will never fail us. And some of us have a problem in trusting God. We have pain, turmoil, strife. We have hurting. We're frustrated. We're tired. And somehow, we have a problem in trusting God. Here's what it is. It's not that God cannot be trusted. It's that we got trust issues. Right? Hear me now. Here's the deal. Here's what the thing is, is that somebody, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a wife, a spouse, somebody, a husband, somebody has, has done you wrong and stabbed you in the back, betrayed you or whatever, didn't live up to what you thought they were supposed to live up to, and now because somebody in, in, in a human form betrayed us and we can't trust them, we feel like we can't trust nobody, not even God. But we got to quit lowering God down to the human level and saying, God, this person, my, my, my mom or my dad, my sister, my wife, whatever, I can't trust them, so I can't trust you. we got to quit demeaning God and saying, God, I trust you regardless. God, I trust you. I prayed about this, God, and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. 
But God, your ways are greater than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. God, and even though it didn't turn out the way I did, I know that you always have my best. You'll work it all out for the good. And even though it didn't work out what I wanted, God, I'm still going to trust you. And when, if you're going to make an impact in life, we can't give up and quit when things don't go the way we want it. We're going to have events that fail, you know, because maybe we tried it in our own ability or maybe we just tried it and it wasn't the right time or whatever. So we're going to have events at times, but that's not going to stop us from having events to reach our community. We're going to keep right on going and keep right on doing. And we're going to do like I told you last week. We believe that God can. We pray that he will. And if he doesn't, we're still going to trust him. Next one. Is this going to require, if you're going to have make an impact, it's going to require action. Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. Here it is, action next, okay? Holy Spirit comes on you and blesses you, and you will be my witnesses. Here it is, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So it says, the power of God comes on us, Holy Spirit comes on us, but we have to tell. There has to be action. The power can be on us, and we can do nothing with it. And then, we, then he'll withdraw the Spirit from us and, and, and put it on, let somebody else do, use that gift, right? He can say, hey, I, I put it on you, but if you're not going to use it, I'm going to use it for somebody. And so it's our job to tell people. It's our job to go out everywhere into Judea, Samaria, to others. So that means in your home, outside of your home, at your church, in your city, in your state, in the country, whatever. So it's, it's talking about starting close to you and then moving out from there. So we've got to tell people about God. We've got to love people to God. We got to serve people to God. Romans 5, 15, 1 and 6. Again, I love how it says it here in the messages, you know, how Paul said it. He says, Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us need to look after the good, look at, look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Christ Jesus did. He, he didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. Every day, you have a spiritual bucket of gasoline and a spiritual bucket of water. And every day when you talk to somebody, you're either fueling their fire or you're putting their fire out. We, the impact, you, what kind of impact? Is it going to be a positive or negative impact? You can tear people down with your words or you can build, build them up. We need to do what we can to be fully committed to God to change our community and change our homes and our change our church. God gave us two commandments. Love God and love others. Matthew chapter 22, 37 through 40, King James Version. Jesus said unto them, unto him, Thou shalt love thy, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself and on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets but the problem is that we can't problem is you know before we can make an impact we got to love ourselves because so many times we feel like we can't impact others because we don't love ourselves so we can't love our neighbor as ourselves because we don't like ourselves we don't believe in ourselves we don't trust ourselves so we got to get back to saying, God, I know who I am in Christ. I am your masterpiece. You know, I'm the head, not the tail. You know, I am somebody. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. And we got to speak to ourselves and read Scripture to realize who we are and quit thinking about who we are as this little, this little 
um, beat up child here in, in our heart and know that we are a warrior, that we are a fighter, and we got, we've got to quit being the victim and say, God, I've I got to believe who you say I am so I can go out, and until I, get, until I believe who you say I am, I can't go out and help nobody. So, but our job is to go help others. So the first job you got to have is to start believing in yourself and believe that you have value and that you have worth, and every one of you do. Every one of you in here has value and have worth. John Maxwell, I went to a, a conference of his about, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And at the very end, he, he ended it with this. He said, every, I'll tell you all what I do every day to be successful. One thing I do every single day to be successful. Man, I had my paper, my pen. I was ready. To, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be successful. You know? He said, I'm going to tell you what I do. He said, I add value to people every day. He said, you got to get to the place where you stop, stop correcting and start connecting with people. I was like, oh, okay, okay, add value. And he says, not only do I add value every day, but I think of values to, uh, ways to add value every day. He says, but most time we get up in the morning looking for ways people can add value to us rather than us that. Remember last week I even quoted that scripture in, in the Word of God where he said that, that you know, think in, I think it was Psalms or Proverbs, think of ways to motivate people to Christ. So he says, I add value to people every day. That's my goal. He said, I do that by, by thinking of ways to add value to people. And they think about themselves rather than others. And, 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 and you may be saying, I don't think about others more than myself. Okay. Well, let's take a little group picture. Okay. A little selfie of everybody. And when I take that group picture, how, who are you going to look at first when I show you that picture? You. And if you're blinking, you got a bad side of your face on there. You're like, take, let's take it over. Take it over. Take it over. Take it over. Right? Right, you just, it's just about, to, but everybody else is smiling. But take it over, take it over. But really, think about it, man, because it's about us. We're like, take it, take it over. How many times have you had that? You know, take it over because of the fact we look at ourselves and we're not approved of how, how we look, so therefore we want to go on. So we got we to gotta quit looking at ourselves and try to add value to others. So he says, I add value to people every day. How I do that is I think of ways to add value to people. Number two, I look for ways to add value to people. Okay? Um, so I think of ways. And then um, we look for ways. And then he says, number three, I do things to add value to people. I encourage others. I do that. So the whole thing, what he does every day is he said, I look, I, I think about how in the morning, how can I add value to somebody today? You know, I think about it. And then I look for ways. As I'm going through the day, I just don't, what I thought about, I'm still looking for the ways. And not only do I look, then I'm like, you know what? Not only am I going to look, I'm going to do and I'm going to add value to people. He says, and that's one of the keys to John Maxwell's success. John Maxwell, I don't know if you know him. He's the greatest leadership guru in the world. People from all over the world call him to teach uh, leadership. Matter of fact, the, the one I, I went back and watched some, some of it again um, the other day um, so I could get this part out of it. And, uh, and when he said that, he said, let me tell you what. He said, 90% of who I speak to is non-Christian businesses. And he says 90% aren't even Christians. He said, but this year alone, whatever year that was that, that video was made, he said this year alone, John Maxwell um, Ministries, through our teaching, we have had 66,000 people come to Christ. Because what he does, he tells them all this stuff, he teaches to them for like two or three hours, and then he says, hey, but the greatest hint, the greatest thing that I have that makes me successful, I don't want to talk about it in public. 
I got to tell you privately. And those of you that stay only 10 minutes after this service is over, after this, uh, you know, this training is over, if you'll stay, t give me 10 minutes, I'll tell you what that key is that's made me the most successful of everything I've ever done. He says, and then, then you can leave. But if you're not interested in that, you can go ahead and leave now. But this is private, and, and I'm going to tell you my heart, and it's my personal personal convictions. So I wanted to, and so he does it, and at the, at the end of every one of them, 90% is to, to non-Christians. And he shares Christ at the end of every one of them. And 66,000 people that, that particular year got saved. Because why? He's looking to add value to people, and he's trying to figure out how to add value. Whenever you're with somebody, be thinking in your mind, what can I do? What can I say to make this person feel better? What can I do to encourage this person? If we went around life a whole lot more like that, rather than so skeptical, skeptical and judgmental, man, our life would be even better. And we would make other people's lives better. So be thinking about that today. How can I, how can I make my church better? How can I make my marriage better? How can I be a better father, a better mother? How can I add value to my kids? How can I add value to my relationships? How can I add value to my church? How can I add value to the world? How can I add value to my work? Think about it. Pray about it. Make an impact. And do like Paul said. And just seek God and do everything that you can to add value to somebody and love on people and care about them and share Christ with them. And don't worry about it. When you're going you're to face that fear. But the way, you, the way you overcome fear is to face it and do it anyway. And trust God. Amen. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Dear God, we just thank you today that you make us and give us the ability within ourselves to be people of impact. God, I want to be a person of impact. People in this room, I believe, want to be a people of impact. And we together will be a church of impact. God, help us to reach our community. Help us to reach the lost. God, one of the greatest things that can ever happen in this church is that people come to Christ. God, I want more souls. Send us more souls, God. Help us to be able to add value to people, not to just their personal life, but to their eternal life. Help us to have the boldness to invite people to care. Help us to have the boldness to sign up and be here and be committed to, to help and be a part and do things, God, and give, God, and, and to, to be a giver, God, and not a taker, God, and to, to not be an undertaker to people, God, and drag them down, but, God, be a life giver, and, God, not be a joy killer, but be a life giver. Help us today, God, to leave today, and even at lunch, help us to make somebody's life better through a smile, through a comment, through a gesture, through a gift, through whatever we can do to ask somebody. Father, even if it's just asking our waitress, Father, how are you holding up today? How's your day going? Whatever it may be. And then whatever they say, just say, I'll be praying about that, Father. Help us today, every day, to look and think about ways to be, to be successful in you, to make a difference. Help us to be a successful church to make a difference in our community. Not just a dent, God, but I want to dig a hole all the way through the middle of it. Father, I want, I want everywhere we go, Father, I want people to, to meet people from Kingdom Impact. God, and everywhere they go, I want people to say, you know what, I met four people from your church, and every one of them built me up. Every one of them made me a better person, Father. Every one of them made me more excited about my life because your people are givers. Not that nobody else isn't, but your people are. Your people are life givers. Help us to breathe life in other people as you breathe it into us. Let us not contain it in ourselves, but let us let it flow out of us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
you're here today and you want to be a person of impact, I'm not asking for, for any other commitment right now. Right now. I'm just, you're not committing to something by raising your hand. You're just saying, I want to be a person of impact. Would you just raise your hand? Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Two hands. Amen. Thank you, Father, for all you do. Holy Spirit, as we pray and fast this week about Friday night for this worship night, I just pray that some incredible things happen. I've got great expectations, God. I've got zealous expectations about what's going to happen, and it's up to you. I'm just going to believe for it. Whether it happens or not is up to you. And we're going to trust you, God. Fill this place up with people who are hungry after your presence. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.